Hi, welcome back to Behind Our Door. Hello, Nancy. Hi, Julie. Today, I'm very, very excited. So um, I have a little secret. I like to sit at home and watch Instagram and Reels. And <laughs> lo and behold, this wonderful, amazing doctor, Dr. Khan in Canada, kind of blew my mind. Um, we're always searching for new resources out there for our families. And one of the things that he is doing is called stem cell therapy, more in the regenerative medicine field. And I was fascinated and hooked. And I think in my next life, I want to be a doctor and go into this. But uh, for now, I'll just stick with the uh, law enforcement career. So welcome, Dr. Khan. We're so happy that you're here with us. Welcome, Dr. Khan. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to share with you guys some of the insights and exciting developments that are happening in this world of regenerative medicine. So for people who are like me, who um, maybe not for you, it wasn't mind blowing because you do it every day and you see it every day. But I just thought that this was really cutting edge type of treatment. I, I don't know. Do you call it treatment or you call it medicine or you call it both? Or therapy. Yeah. I call it witch treatment, like witchcraft. <laughs> it's uh, that's that's what some people say, but it's uh, no, it's actually just uh, yeah, interventional treatments that we focus on. So interventional meaning we're trying to instead of just prescribing a pill, we're trying to do some sort of intervention, whether it's through injections or through gene therapy or through peptides, um, to kind of reprogram your body so it works better. Um, and obviously now reprogramming your mind. Uh, is important too. And that's, that's what we're learning, um, you know, about how every, and it's all connected, obviously. So, yeah. I have a question. Yeah. We've I've heard of stem cell research, you know, for, for a long time, but I was surprised to learn that it can help mental health issues. Is that uh, relatively new to this field? Yeah, because I mean, if you think about like, what is mental health, like in terms of like a physiological basis, uh, because we always used to, like in the 1980s, you know, that's when the theories came up that it's just a chemical imbalance. They just said, oh, you don't have enough serotonin, so take this pill and it'll help mm -hmm. your serotonin. And then, you know, it, it was a good theory, but it didn't really pan out because the research has shown, you know, if you look at all the trials for like SSRIs, which are serotonin, you know, selective reuptake inhibitors, um, and they basically increase serotonin levels, uh, the research is fairly mixed, uh, meaning if you look at all the negative trials out there, uh, it's probably not much more effective than placebo. Uh, and there's actually a good TED talk about that as well and how, you know, there's a bias in pharmaceutical companies and how they don't publish a lot of the negative trials. Uh, so it's it's much more than just chemical imbalance, meaning the other components to it, as we're understanding now, there's something called neuroinflammation, uh, which is basically inflammation in the brain. Uh, and then there's also what's called gut dysbiosis, which is imbalances in the microbiome. Um, and regenerative medicine can help with these molecular mechanisms in that they can help do different treatments in terms of helping with neuroinflammation um, and helping to change some of the signaling pattern through the gut. Um, and so that's why regenerative medicine can be applied to mental health because if you come, it's always, the way I kind of talk about it is, in physics, they have something called first principles, uh, which are like the fundamental principles that govern all laws uh, in physics. And then in biology, now we're getting to a point where we're understanding that there's something called fundamental principles of biology, which is how does a cell become dysfunctional and why does disease start in the first place? And if you come back to it, a lot of the root causes are the same, which a lot of them drive from 
chronic inflammation and you know gut issues and mitochondrial dysfunction. There's something called 10 hallmarks of aging, and um, those apply to a lot of different chronic diseases, and mental health is one of those. You know, it's interesting that you talk about this because about three years ago, I hit the great age of going into menopause, perimenopause, which is horrible. And of course, I had you, if you showed a list right now, I probably had almost every single one of them. All of a sudden, I was depressed. I had, was having panic attacks and I never had any of this my entire life. Um, exhaustion, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Lo and behold, fast forward, not that I want to put all my personal information out there, but you know, if it helps someone, I, I never mind sharing my life story. I went to my regular GP doctor, my, and then my gynecologist, and both of them recommended the same thing, that I needed an antidepressant. Now, being um, a mother of someone who has mental health issues, I absolutely did not want to do it. Not because I didn't think it would help, but I didn't think that we were really getting to the root cause of the problem which I knew had to do something with, with hormonal imbalance. And so I went, started to go down the functional medicine route um, and found out exactly what you were just talking about, the, the gut issues and the more cellular level of things. And the more I learn about it, the more it just, it makes such logical sense to me. And I, I guess I don't understand why Western medicine is missing the mark on this, why we're we want to put a Band-Aid before looking at the root cause. It bothers me. Yeah, it's uh, insurance companies and pharmaceutical companies, unfortunately, have strong lobbies and have a strong influence uh, at you know gover- governance and everything that goes on in terms of decision making. So it's unfortunately not in necessarily a system designed to cure people. It's a system designed to keep people in the system because that's the way insurance companies and pharmaceutical companies keep their, you know, business going. Uh, and that's, that's the way they've designed it. Because if you, you know, if you start coming back to what you're saying, which is like, if you treat the root cause, uh, then patients don't need to necessarily keep on seeing doctors and keep on seeing because they're actually better, they actually get better. Uh, or they just have to be on maintenance therapy if it's in the case of hormones. And uh, as, you know, as technology keeps advancing, and as we understand more and more, we can get better therapeutics. Like, I think the perfect example is obviously with like psychedelics. Um, mm-hmm. It's a huge revolution, basically, because people are understanding that a lot of mental health is rooted in unresolved emotional trauma. Uh, and that's probably the most important factor for a lot of people. And they don't giving someone a pill, you know, doesn't really solve that. And especially if now we, everyone understands that's not just chemical imbalance. So the pill that you're giving isn't even targeting the really the root the cause the multiple causes of mental health right like at least if from a high level you want to treat all the potential causes like neuroinflammation and the gut issues and the chemical imbalance um, but then you know in terms of like getting to the unresolved emotional trauma that's why the psychedelics can be so effective and that's why you know it, talking about like regenerative medicine like what we do we do something called what we've, we're calling the V shot uh, the biggest nerve shot and that's where we actually inject peptides. So peptides are, uh, are a chain of amino acids. They're just a protein um, that send a signal to your body. And we use them a lot in regenerative medicine because we can kind of manipulate the cellular signaling. And so the most famous peptide is insulin. Like most people have heard of insulin, right? It sends a signal, mm-hmm. tells your body to lower blood sugar. But now we have peptides that can help to reprogram your body in different ways. And so we can inject peptides into the vagus nerve and into what's called a static ganglion. And it helps to calm down your whole nervous system. Um, so we're using it for patients with PTSD. Uh, we're working with the Canadian military 
uh, we're using for many, many patients who have anxiety, um, OCD, um, any sort of general anxiety state, really. And uh, it's been pretty amazing in terms of how much it can be. One injection, which takes like 10 minutes, can be life changing for so many people. Are there any side effects of this? No, and that's the beautiful part about all this <laughs> is that there are even, you know, even with most most stem cell treatments we do, they're very safe. There are obviously, you know, more advanced ones, maybe there's some risk, but at least with the vagus nerve injection and the stellate ganglion, there's no side effects. Um, the only, the risk with any procedure, there's always a risk of maybe, you know, theoretically of infection or bleeding, but that's very rare. Uh, but other than that, it's just a small needle. It takes a few minutes and uh, the absolute worst case is that it just doesn't help you, but it's not going to make, it's not going to make you worse. Yeah, it's fascinating. And is something like this covered by insurance? Is this respected in that way? Yeah, actually funny because, um, you know, in Chicago, actually, they have something called the Stelly Ganglion Center, um, which is, um, I think Tony Robbins donates to it too, because they, they it's basically just like a factory line where they go in and they do the Stelly Ganglion injections. Uh, and that one is covered by insurance because, but they're just using anesthetic. They're not using peptides. So that is covered by insurance, but it's kind of like, you know, if it, the whole concept of regenerative medicine is, can we restore or repair tissue back to the previous state or restore cellular signaling, right? And so, whereas with conventional medicine, a lot of it is just like, okay, this is the problem. So let's cut it out or let's block this or let's do this. It's not necessarily about restoration or repair. So the cellular ganglion center is great. Like, I, you know, the fact they have that in Chicago, but it's just, they're only injecting anesthetic. And so that's just going to suppress the nervous system, which is it lasts for maybe three months or so, and then you go back and you do it again. And that, but peptides actually change the signaling pattern. They reprogram the nervous system, so it has long-term benefits. So the patients typically don't need it again. Like most of my patients, I've done it on, they haven't had to come back. Um, you know, it, but it's it's hard to it's hard for a lot of doctors to understand that because they're just so used to thinking in the traditional way, which is basically like if this is a problem, we can block it or we can cut it out, but. There's, but they don't understand modulation, which is kind of changing the signaling patterning, not just suppressing it. When you talk about that stuff, I, I want to point out to um, Behind Our Door family that one of the major peptides in the game right now is something called Ozempic, Manjaro, right? We, we go v. Um, I don't I don't think people even know those are peptides. And it's it's crazy the effects that they're seeing with these medications. Yeah, exactly. And it's just because pharmaceutical companies have, a, they patented those. And so mm -hmm. they're able to push it. Um, and the irony of like Monjoro is that it's, it's literally just like trizepatide, which is a generic peptide that you can get anywhere really. Um, but they just added a little complex to it and it doesn't really change the way that works, but just so that they can patent it. And so mm -hmm. it's, just, it's just like, they just play little games like this. Right. But it's, it's, and then they can push it hard. Right. Because in the U S you're allowed to promote pharmaceuticals and run ads on them and all that stuff. Right. And, um, they do a good job promoting it, but people don't, yeah, you're right. People, a lot of people don't understand that there's, there's so many other peptides out there, but just because they're not funded by pharmaceutical companies or, um, you know, have those type of backings. A lot of people just don't know that they exist or that they can be helpful for so many different things. From from what I'm reading online, uh, different studies coming out from these peptides, they are actually have other benefits. Some of it, like taking away drinking for people who have alcoholism and wow. um, swelling in the body. So it's not just about losing weight and lowering blood sugar. There's a lot of beneficial side effects to these peptides. Yeah. And there's what I call designer peptides because 
Peptides are basically just a signal, right? And now we have designer peptides that can send different signals. So we can almost manipulate your body to do what we want, uh, which is because we're getting down to a cellular signaling effect. And that's why um, what I'm very excited about is like we have this new gene therapy platform, which basically allows any peptide in the body with one injection, it can be secreted for one and a half to two years. So you don't have to keep injecting yourself with the peptide. So it's a really breakthrough technology. Um, we have only one product so far for, it's more for like anti-aging and longevity. It's called Follostatin, but we're going to work on different products. Like the next one we're going to make actually is called Clotho, which is a peptide that helps with um, neurodegeneration. So it can protect your brain from uh, dementia and it can also, um, it can also help increase intelligence, uh, which is super interesting. But as with any, as with any peptide, as people know, with semaglutide, or ozempic or insulin you have to normally inject yourself every day but with this gene therapy we have we can just do one injection and it can last for one and a half to two years so it's gonna be really it's gonna be really breakthrough it's gonna revolutionize yeah. the peptide field because we're gonna have so many different peptide products that are gene therapy based so instead of having to inject people daily because that's not sustainable most people are going to do that they're not going to inject themselves on a daily basis um but you can just do this you know you just come in you get your gene therapy and you can kind of reprogram your body and your mind and so um, bringing it back to, this is just amazing, but bringing it back to, men, to more of the brain specifics of depression, anxiety, um, and it sounds like that you target that when you say even the chemical imbalance, the way that used to be, you know, acted upon with medications, et cetera. I read somewhere that this is really something that um, that can be used for schizophrenia. I mean, there's some kind of article that, that some of this stem cell therapy would target schizophrenia. Do you do you use any of that for serious for serious mental illness like this? So for schizophrenia, I think it's it's complicated, and that's the reality with most chronic disease is that you often need multiple modalities to treat them effectively. Mm-hmm. So we try to stack them in combination. So yeah, we may use we may do the you know injection for the vagus nerve and cell ganglion if there's a component of anxiety. Um, but with schizophrenia, we know that there is a lot of neuroinflammation. So we can do something called intravenous exosomes, which cross the blood brain barrier, and they can help to reduce inflammation in the brain. Um, and then you can combine that with uh, treatments for the gut as well, because the gut, we, I, everyone, every mental health condition is linked to a gut issue, like a gut brain access, right? Because the, uh, not just because of leaky gut, but also because you have more serotonin receptors in your gut than you do in your brain, right? And so you're, there's a reason why when you feel anxious or something, if you feel it in your stomach, uh, there's a reason for that. So it, it has its own nervous system. It's called the enteric nervous system. So it's a very uh, interesting thing. But basically, the gist of it is that if you're treating something like ment- uh, like schizophrenia, you would definitely want to, like, you may need medications. I'm not saying don't use medications, especially for severe mental illnesses. But what I'm saying is there's a lot of additional treatments that regular doctors don't talk about that can be used and be very effective. And have less side effects, I'm assuming. Well, exactly, and have less side effects. Yeah, Yeah. which is a big part of all those medications. It's interesting. Yeah, the the side effects can really um, deter people from, I think that's why most people don't want to take medications in the first place, because of all the side effects that are associated with it. So I, I love the whole thing about treating the gut and peptide therapy. And um, I hope people that are listening really start to get into this more and understand it. Is is it illegal or legal in the United States to get peptide treatment? Or, or I mean, our podcast is 
international, but um, for the United States, for Canada, I mean, how, do, how does that work? Yeah, it's it's a gray area, as a lot of these things are, unfortunately. And because the regulators actually can't keep up with like the innovation that's happening at a ground level. Um, so they're actually too slow to change and adopt, and they don't have a good framework on how to assess these things. Um, whereas in Japan, and like Japan has such a great framework about how to assess like new treatments, and they're able to have like pathways so that like a lot of these treatments can get approved quickly once they're proven to be safe and uh, obviously effective. Whereas with in in North America, they make it there's just so much bureaucracy and they make it very difficult for anything uh, to get approved. And so it doesn't speak to the efficacy of the treatments. It speaks more about the bureaucracy in North America because. The perfect example is stem cells, like stem cells in Japan, expanded stem culture and expanded where you grow them for four weeks. Um, that's been approved in Japan for nine years, and that's still illegal in the USA uh, and and, wow. and in Canada. So that just shows you that it and Japan's a very leading edge developed country. It's just, you know, it's a huge economy and they're not it's not like, a you know, it's not like Colombia or something like it's a legitimate you know, very cutting edge, innovative medicine and technology country. So the fact that they're able to figure out a framework on how to push these things forward, um, I think it's just, it's a shame that these treatments technically are not FDA approved or Health Canada approved, uh, but they are very effective and there are many doctors doing them. And I, I think from a regulatory perspective, like, I mean, there's probably thousands of doctors at this point in the U.S. who are using peptides. So I, I don't think you can shut them all down realistically. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's, I think it's just a gray area at this point where people are doing them and the FDA can't really stop them. Um, but I don't know what's going to happen. I, personally, I, I, my, my, my conclusion is that they're not going to really change and that they're going to continue to be difficult. Um, so we have to go offshore, uh, which is why I, you know, I work in Mexico. I work in Dubai and Middle East and Europe and I, I work in Japan occasionally too and uh, the reason is because I can't do what I want in Canada and the U.S. so I have to take yeah. my patients elsewhere uh, so yeah. Well good for you for doing that and for treating the yeah. person and not worrying about all the red tape. Exactly for me it's always just about I just want to help my patients like I want to do whatever I can in my power to make them better uh, and if that involves having to go take them somewhere else and people are willing to do it and I've you know I've, I've helped a lot of people who had like a lot most of my patients I see they have no hope they they've already been through the medical system they've tried everything and they're kind of coming to me as a last resort so it's up to me to figure out what I can do for them and uh, I and you have to think outside the box obviously in the beginning what made you decide to become a doctor and then go into this we always like to get a good background on people yeah no I was I just uh I really got into health and fitness at a young age when I was like 18 um and I was just kind of like how do I help people the most. And for, for whatever reason in my head, I thought being a doctor is the best way to help people. And so I was just like, set it's on a good one. <laughs> <laughs> it is. But then as I realized that being a doctor is only one way to help people, there's many, many people who help other people. And there's actually, I think if you really want to reach as many people as possible, you need to scale a business. And that's why I'm getting into the business of healthcare and medicine and technology and biotech because I think that as we scale, we can hopefully reach millions of people around the world with the technology that we're building and the clinics that we're opening up around the world. Um, so I, even though I'm still treating people, I have a team of doctors now and my focus is going to be more on you know, scaling because I want to reach as many people as possible. And I still think there's a huge gap and there's millions, you know, there's, there's, millions, there's a lot of people suffering out there. Uh, mental health is a huge, huge problem, uh, more so now than ever because of yep. you know, social media and anxiety and 
um, uh, you know, okay. the V shot, the uh, the V shot, as we call it, is going to become a, it's already becoming a big thing because there's so many. It, it, it helps with performance anxiety too. So, like for example, I treated um, I treated Matt Wolf. Um, he's he has the fastest golf swing in the world. He he he's you know he plays in the PGA Tour and stuff, and he used to have performance anxiety. So every time he went to go golf at away games, he would play poorly. Uh, so we treated his vagus nerve, um, and now he's playing the best golf he's ever played in his life. Wow. wow. What's the what's the age range, youngest age that you would um, use this type of peptide therapy to the oldest? Well, my one of my one of my mentors in this field, his name is Dr. Jonathan Koo. He's he's been doing the big he's probably done over a thousand vagus nerve injections. And he's uh, he's told me his youngest patient that he's done it for is a five year old wow. who had like autism and behavioral anxiety issues and stuff like that. Um, so there. So, yeah, you, you can go as young as that. The youngest I do personally is 14. Uh, but there are other doctors who have done younger. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, someone, because... someone who's, oh, sorry, but someone who's 14, would that be for um, anxiety? Like panic or... attacks, usually panic okay. attacks. And, yeah. Anxiety, generalized anxiety. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just curious. Yeah. Because what type, does it matter the mental health that they have, yeah. you know, that they're suffering from? Or are there specific ones or you just treat them all? Yeah, I, I mean, the vagus nerve, uh, I mean, that can work for almost any mental health issue. Um, I would say the only thing, I guess if you just, yeah, to be honest, it's because it's if you think about it, um, you, we've used it for everything. Like, yeah, because, because even depression, a lot of times is rooted in unresolved emotional trauma or some sort of PTSD in the past or some sort of abuse. or And so that's why the nervous, the vagus injection helps even depressed patients. So I, depression, anxiety, PTSD. I mean, those are like the biggest things, right? So um, I, I guess we don't, we can't, we can't directly treat schizophrenia with it, but, you know, there's other treatments for schizophrenia and, you know, that can potentially be helpful, but yeah. And, and people should continue regular therapy. They shouldn't just come in and think, oh, I'm going to get the V shot and I'm going to be healed, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's all about, it's always about c combining things. And that's why usually we like to do the V shot with some sort of um, psilocybin or ketamine assisted therapy. Oh, ketamine. What is that? So, yeah. Can you tell us about ketamine? <laughs> we hear the well, word, but just, um, you hear the word a lot. So it'd be great to hear from you on that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a, it's basically what, um, it's, it's essentially designed as a pain drug initially. Uh, but then it turns out at certain dosages, it can, can put you into a, what's called a dissociative, um, for people, you know, who've experimented with marijuana or weed, like you can get into that state where you're kind of disassociated with your body and you can kind of tap into your unconscious mind. Uh, and so that unconscious mind is what the ketamine ther assisted therapy or psilocybin, which is like mushroom, like they're mushrooms, but psilocybin is an active ingredient. You can use those to allow people to get into that unconscious mind where a lot of that unresolved emotional trauma is held. Uh, so that's why you can do ketamine assisted therapy to help people have huge breakthroughs and help them get past a lot of those issues that they've never been able to get through. Because it's kind of buried somewhere in deep in the mind. How many treatments do you have of that? And also, what, what, how do you receive ketamine? Is it a pill? It's an IV intravenous. Interview, oh, okay. Typically, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting because there's some patients I know of who've literally done only like one or two sessions and they completely changed their life. Um, and then there's other ones who have to do them for months and months, like one one session a month for like an ongoing period. Um, and so, but I find ketamine on its own is not as effective as ketamine and psilocybin. 
um, or or even so like so I think we're gonna we're gonna have to see how the research plays out but I think the psychedelics is really gonna be where most of the mental health treatments are gonna be headed uh, in combination with like you know the V shots and neuro and treating neuroinflammation and treating the gut like that kind of whole package is what I see this field going into. Wow, I'm super excited to see that. I was thinking we should set these up at every um, place where first responders are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's, no, it's true. They just they all they all need the V shot. I swear. Yes, every one of them. A traveling V mobile that a goes drive, all over. You could have a drive-through V shot. You say, yeah, yeah, it's not a bad idea. Like a mobile, literally, you just have an RV. You have an RV. You have a yeah, yeah. right. Like yeah. the book, you, the book mobile, it but it's. <laughs> <laughs> We're going into business with Dr. Ken. <laughs> Coming to a city near you. Yeah. Oh yeah. gosh. Um, I was that's what I was thinking about. Obviously, when you say PTSD, I was in law enforcement for 25 years. I recently oh, right, retired yeah. um yeah. for for Chicago. And boy, you talk about unresolved issues. There are a plethora of them because if you think about the things that we see on a daily basis, not even a weekly basis, but on a daily basis. And uh, if people aren't getting treatment, then they're not, it's it's going to inhi- inhibit their lives as they move on. Yeah. And it just, it compounds and over time. And basically when you go to your family doctor, they're just going to push a pill on you basically, right? And they're not going to really, they're not going to dig into the root reason. And like, if you have like, you know, I feel that's, that's actually what got me into it was actually uh, because I'm not a I'm not a psychiatrist by training, but obviously now we're working with psychiatrists and psychologists on our team. But um, the reason I got into it is because uh, there's all these veterans in Canada who have severe PTSD, and basically their the medications don't work, therapy doesn't work, um, and then they're told that they can do medically assisted suicide, uh, which oh. is like like oh that's literally what they tell them here now. They're just like oh. it's called it's called MAID MAID program, medically assisted. Um, dying uh so basically it's just like wow. yeah it's it's really sad and in so what region um, like all over canada or where we're... yeah it's all it's, it's it's all over canada now yeah wow. so it's crazy it's crazy so instead of like trying to help these people you're the government's basically saying well thanks for serving our country sorry you have ptsd i guess you can kill yourself so oh, it's just it's, it's really tra- it's really tragic and that's what got me into wow. learning about i was like there has to be something we can do and that's how I found out about the biggest nerve and Sally Ganglion and, you know, getting into psychedelics and all that stuff. And, um, but it all complements regenerative medicine, in my opinion, because it's just basically, it's the same principles, which is we're trying to restore the body back uh, to, or restore the mind in this case, back to a normal functioning state. Right. And so how do people find a good functional medicine, regenerative medicine? You know, if people can't fly to see you, where should they go? We are opening up clinics all over the world. Okay. <laughs> We're going to have a facility partner in New York, uh, and we have one in Florida, and one in Florida as well. Uh, and then we, um, yeah, and then we're opening up clinics in all over. It just the problem is, um, it is hard to recommend a lot of people because I, and that's why I'm partnering with certain doctors as we're opening up clinics in U.S. Uh, but the, the issue is that unfortunately there is not much standardization in this field either, and so there's a lot of charlatans in regenerative medicine who don't know what they're talking about and who don't know what they're doing. Um, So you have to be careful, even functional medicine, like there's some great, amazing functional medicine doctors, but then there's also a lot of quacks who are just Mm -hmm. basically selling you supplement plans and doing thousands of dollars in blood work for no real reason. Um, And so you have to really be careful who you go to. And I think that's where we're trying to make it standardized as possible. I think in general, if, um, 
you know, you have to do, a, if you're going to work with a functional medicine doctor, I think you should really just, you know, get as many um, real world testimonials from other people as you can and back check like their, you know, social proof and make sure that they have, you, you know, actual real patients similar to you uh, who have got, who are going through the same thing and what their experience was like. So at least you can kind of do a background check to see if they're legitimate. Cause I think a lot of people, you know, inherently think they can trust their doctors. They're like, oh, they're a doctor. They must be, they okay. must be good. They must have my best interests in mind. They maybe most doctors do want to do good. I'm not saying they don't want to do good. It's just that they don't necessarily have the right education or the right tools to always do the best thing for you. Um, and it's not necessarily their fault. It's just the way the system is designed and you know it's really hard for them to keep up with everything. And obviously a lot of doctors are in really in in traditional medicine. So to get out of that jump out of that <clears throat> box into what you're talking about takes a lot in their practice to do that, to offer that. So it's good you have organizations like yours. Is your is your clinic called Eterna Health? Yeah, exactly. Eterna, yeah. So we're gonna be we're just finalizing some partnerships in the States right now too. So hopefully we'll have one in you know in West Palm and and also in New York City. And then um and then yeah we'll expand and then we're gonna we're building one in Dubai right now and we have one in Toronto obviously and we have partner clinics in Mexico and Japan and Europe as well. So we're uh going to be global hopefully soon <laughs> as we're expanding because it just there is a global need for this to be honest and like there it has to be a place where you can treat all chronic illnesses using these type of treatments um, and that includes mental health obviously and what are the studies showing as far as as mental health um goes are people i don't i don't know if i should use the word relapse exactly because i'm not sure relapse is the word but do you feel like once you got them on a good treatment plan that it they become more successful or, you know, is there a failure rate of some sort? Yeah. I, I mean, I think, you know, there are, there's a recent paper published about like what's called interventional mental health and uh, all the patients that they got treated with this kind of program of like the, you know, of the, of the V shot and like the psychedelics and the ketamine therapy uh, patients like at even like I think as a one year follow up, they were all doing very well. Um, so I don't. I think for the most part, once you once you deal with the unconscious mind and that unresolved emotional trauma for a lot of people, that's really where you see uh, long lasting results. And obviously, because you're changing the nervous system with the V shot, you're changing the way your body kind of responds to stress, so you can deal with it better. Like I had one patient who we did it for. And she used to have panic attacks. She said at least like three, four times a week. Um, and she, every time, you know, she would get stressed very easily and get irritable and have panic attacks. And ever since doing the V shot, she hasn't had any, and just, she can cope with everything so much better. Um, and like, she can just function better on a daily basis. And what used to cause her panic attacks no longer causes her panic attacks. So it basically, I find what it, it increases your stress resilience. So it makes you more adaptable to these different situations. Because if you think about what is anxiety, anxiety is really just worrying about things in the future, worrying about things that haven't happened or whatnot, or you know, thought a lot of thoughts in your head. And so we can calm that whole system down. And if you get to the root cause of what's causing that with the right type of therapy, then there's no reason why you shouldn't have long-term results. Um, so, but it, again, it comes back to treating the fundamental principles of what's the root cause. Which, which is which is tricky, but it's doable, I think, even with mental health. Uh, I think the only place where we don't have full answers for yet um, is probably like, yeah, like conditions like schizophrenia and stuff like that, where it's a bit, it's a bit trickier because there's um, so many different components to it. But I think, I think neuroinflammation is probably one of the huge, big components of schizophrenia that's difficult to treat. And, and what about bipolar disorder? 
yeah, and I think bipolar is um, it's I think bipolar is more similar to um, depression in the sense that I think with a lot of with the assisted therapy, the psychedelic assisted therapy, most people can get better. Mm-hmm. And is is anyone um, as you go into any kind of therapy medications, you have a checklist to make sure you're a candidate for this. Who is not a candidate for this kind of thing? Is it um, is there a red flag with a person that has a certain certain issues that cannot be um, a candidate to have peptides in this injection? Uh, I have not met one yet. I'm trying wow. to think if. If there is a reason why you wouldn't be able to do it, um, I mean, like with some kind of complication in their health, general health. No, it, I mean it's that's the thing. It's super, wow. super safe. There's really no wow. real risk with it, and that's that's the biggest thing about these treatments. Let's just say, let's just say for argument's sake, that someone tells you guys, oh, this stuff doesn't work, blah blah blah. I mean, it, it does work, but let's just say if they don't. But at the very least, it's not harmful. At least it's not. A lot of drugs are actually harmful, and they have risks, and they may not even work that well. What's the harm in trying something like this that may be life-altering for people and has almost no risk with it? Agree. Yeah. I couldn't it, agree more. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it's worth worth the try. Yeah. Exactly. I that's, my philo- that's my philosophy. It's just like, why not just try this first and then see how it goes and see what kind of impact it has. It's really and, not going to have any risk with it. Yeah. Yeah. And what you are talking about are people that have major chronic issues, you know, chronic to get down to the root of it. So just so interesting, really a fascinating. The last thing that I want to ask you was um, you treat people in pain because I feel like pain and mental health goes along, you know, hand in hand. So can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, no, it's uh, pain and mental health go hand in hand together, hundred percent. Like you said, it's, it's so common for patients with chronic pain to have depression or anxiety or both. And uh, oftentimes I'm, more and more starting to do the V-shot in my practice just for the chronic pain patients because it's so common for them to have that as part of their, and then that can help with chronic pain as well because the vagus nerve helps to control inflammation and helps to control relaxation and which can just help with everything. Uh, I find that with chronic pain, a lot of these patients are neglected by the system uh, because they're told that it's in their head. Uh, They're told that, you know, their only options are narcotics uh, or cortisone Mm -hmm. or surgery and there's so many other things that you can do for these people and being on pain meds long-term just depletes your body of nutrients. It increases your risk of addiction, obviously, and it can shorten your lifespan like opioids. Uh, it can deplete, deplete your body of hormones. Like there's just so many risks and damage. Like these, these drugs are not good news for long-term use. And I think everyone is waking up to that now, but it's just a matter of saying what's the alternative and raising more awareness about that. I think most doctors were convinced, you know, pharmaceutical country companies basically tricked doctors into saying that these narcotics are perfectly safe. They're not addicting, blah, blah, blah. And it turns out none of that was true. Uh, but a doctor, a lot of doctors are easily, you know, manipulated by pharmaceutical companies. Sure. You know, but when we know better, we do better. So um, I think people have to really be their own advocates and, and look for alternatives and Sometimes you're blindsided because I remember in the beginning when my son was diagnosed, if you had an MD by your name, I listened to you 100%. And Nancy, I think you can attest to this too. Yeah, absolutely. But I think as my son started to get older, I started to question a lot more things. Like, I'm listening to you, but this isn't getting better. It's actually getting worse. And we need to find an an alternative therapy or something. And especially in mental health, where Julie and I are big on, you know, we've said 
many times over in different episodes of this podcast, depending on, you know, no matter what the subject matter, that you really have to advocate for your family member or your loved one, whoever you're supporting that is struggling with mental health issues, because you know their core personality. I mean, a doctor can come in and say, you know what, I think it's this or that after meeting someone for a very short time. And look at how in in psychiatry, you know, these appointments are for six minutes for you to get a Mm -hmm re-up of your medication for six months to a year. And, um, you know, I just feel like the personality and the core person is is the whole deal. So, and especially when you're talking about restorative, you have to know who that is to put them back to, to have them go back to who they they are um, at their best. So um, of all things with, you know, what your your whole peptide um, theory on all of this with mental health goes a long way, not to mention all the medications that take three to four months to start taking effect. And then if it doesn't work a couple of months to get off of it, I mean, that is, you know, I experienced that with my son boy for years and it's the pain of it is one thing, but the side effects that really can last and be debilitating. That's another, that's really something that would be great to get rid of. So somehow, um, this is really very interesting. Big step in life changing. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be life changing. I agree. And I'm so grateful for people like you out there doing this. I cannot say that enough. You are going to save so many people. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, it all comes from good intentions, I think. And like, I, I'm just, I feel lucky to be where I am and reach a lot of people and hopefully, yeah, change the lives because, uh, there is a lot of suffering out there and a lot of people, are so focused on their own, you know, little bubbles that they forget how much mm-hmm. suffering there is. And if uh, if we can alleviate some of that suffering, to me, that's what it's all about. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't if agree if more. people want to find you, where do they find yeah. you? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty active on Instagram at dr.acon. Uh, and then it, TikTok is also, I've started to use that more. It's uh, the regen doc. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, the TikTok, we posted the V shot on the TikTok. It got like 400,000 views. And I, I've had so many patients from TikTok just come see me. They're like, they were like, oh, I was just scrolling on TikTok and I saw your video. And I'm like, I've had so many people find me that way. It's crazy. That's a, that's a new age, the new generation. And the name of your clinic? So Eterna Clinics, yeah, they're right now, we're, like we said, we're, we're, um, we're in the process of getting into the US. But for the most part, right now, most of our patients, we treat them in Mexico, uh, Los Cabos, and, uh, and then all, and you're in Europe and Middle East as well. And uh, but yeah, for the patients, I guess if you have listeners all over, we're kind of all over the world, so they can right. you know they can see our website eterna.health. Okay, perfect. Yeah, wonderful. I'm ready to go to Cabo, Nancy. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> we'll go test it out there. Yeah, yeah. No, it sounds it it's really. Uh, I just this... had it done. I just had it done on myself last week. Oh, wow, <laughs> really? Yeah, just wow. it, it's helped me with. Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't have wow. that much anxiety, but. I have, you know, I, I have a very high stress, high mm-hmm. demanding, you know, life. And so okay. it just, it helps me just calm down. I find, and now I've, I feel, I find I can fall asleep easier and my thoughts don't race as much, which is nice. Yeah, that's a, uh, that would be me. I mean, to, to get some sort of something to sleep and not have your thoughts swirl around in your head, boy, that would be a gift. So yeah, yeah. I so appreciate your time. This was really interesting. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, we can't we can't thank you enough for being here and doing this and and being the person you are. 
Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, hopefully, you know, it gets hope to some people out there who are struggling. Yeah, definitely. But it's all about, thank you so much. Don't forget, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We welcome your input. To contact us or any of our guests, please email us at behindourdoor at mail.com. That's behindourdoor at mail.com. And please don't forget to like and share our podcast. Um, Leave us a rating. Tell us how we're doing. We really want your feedback. It's important to us. We are so thankful that you are here and listening to us. If you or someone you know is in crisis struggling with mental illness, you can call the National Suicide Hotline at 1-800-273-8255 or the NAMI Helpline at 1-800-950-6264. Until next time, please join us for another conversation behind our door. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.